Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of A Black Man's Sketch. I'm your host, Brother Ra, and I'm here with my co-host. Manny. We are on season four, episode four, and we're sitting down with our podcast producer, Miss Monique Linder. Monique, how you doing? <laughs> I'm great, guys. How you doing? I'm good. Very, Always great. Very motivated. Very well, motivated. It's kind of fun sitting on the, um, I'm always sitting on the other side, but I'm actually the subject of your podcast today. Right. So that's pretty cool. Yes. I'm, we're very grateful to have you. For everybody who is uh, who hasn't found out yet, Monique has just opened up her brand new studio. OMG. Brand new uh, media studio for podcasting and music and for all the entertainment forms that we can think of right now. Um, the studio has been in the making for a long time. How, how long have you been been plotting this out? Whoa. Uh, I Okay, so let me go back a little bit. So I can imagine, I can... Um, think back as far as 15 20 years to say mm. you know i've always wanted to have this this space didn't know what it would look like and what it would be today but um about two years ago we received a grant from the city of st paul neighborhood star fund okay and that made my dream a reality when I started really putting together the architectural designs mm-hmm. and working with my uh, engineers on um, what what was possible, mm-hmm. you know, what was possible. You know, we didn't have an endless budget, so we had to say, OK, this is what we want. Here's our wish and we'll build out this phase, even if we have to go back and do some more uh, building. But we got it pretty close to what, what we wanted. And so. Um, the dream was always to have a space where community can create, especially youth. Um, my focus has always been on developing youth in, in music and art and entertainment and passing on our knowledge to youth, I feel is critical. So uh, we, we have this cultural sustainability promise that says that our work is centered on cultural sustainability, where music and art are essential to human survival and development. And part of that mission is what drives us every day. Mm. That that's the mission that drives us at OMG Studios. And so um, we do a lot of work in the community, a lot of work for um, corporations, nonprofits um, uh, around the country. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we come back to that cultural sustainability promise of if we don't pass on what we know to youth, what's going to happen? It's going to die. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that that's the critical work that we do in the community. So when you say we, uh, how many people are a part of your team? Wow. So we work um, with with contractors. So I look for talent all over the country. Uh, so when we are working on projects, so we're project bases, um, we're working on projects for different companies and, and I recruit talent okay. for the for the project. So I would say here locally, we have about 40 contractors that we work with. Okay. Um, my core team, my leadership team is um, my daughters. <laughs> mm. So I Keeping have it in the family. Uh, that's right. I have three 
amazing daughters. You know, one um, has a brilliant legal mind who's in charge of all accounting and, and uh, contracting. I have one who is amazing at promotions and one who has been trained in the hospitality entertainment mm-hmm. industry, educated and trained Okay, um, with a lot of experience. So they're my brain trust. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I have my engineers um, that I've been working with for years. You know, I have uh, Brad and and IT and networking and Brian Menji, who's the brains and engineering on the entertainment side. And uh, Bruce, who is an uh, incredible acoustic engineer. Um, So we are a technology based company. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of uh, dedicated brains and engineering um, are part of OMG. Right. So. You, you you won't ever see a lot of people running around because we have the best brains in the business and uh, operating OMG. Okay. I wanted to ask, how do you approach a creativity and innovation within your team? Well, um, again, on the creative side, um, we get together to create, to think. A lot of it is done Um, Once we have a project, for example, we'll sit down and we'll put the ideas and the creativity around it. And then we'll layer on the technology, which is um, layered in because we want our clients to be efficient. So Mm -hmm. we, we look at their entire business operation and how can we make them more efficient how can we help them grow their business and capacity so we're not just a a production company per se so we put a lot of um intelligent uh consulting into our clients and and really take a look at their business to make sure that we can enhance it okay we can add value (laughs) to it okay so what do you see as the vision or like the long term goals for the studio? Like on a on a given day, what what would it look like in here when it's like really in its element? Well, I would say that um, we have our innovation lab, um, which is partner in partnership with the Minnesota Arts Council, the Minnesota Black Collective, um, Ujamaa Place, uh, Minnesota Humanities, Live for Love Charities. We have these partners that are coming together to support our mission to develop youth. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see that very active uh, going on in the studio. So you would see, for example, the youth um shadowing engineers if that's the area that they need development in right you'll see them shadowing and talking to the artists that come through so the youth are going to be fully integrated into everything that we do okay yeah that was me at one point i remember shadowing uh noah is his name right Noah and you know you've had mentoring with Andre Simone right. and so you're going to see that on a regular basis as we really scale up the innovation lab project. Okay. And then on the um consulting business, we're teaching youth also the business of entertainment. Okay, we need that. That's right. So you're going to be educated, not just on the production side, but on the business side. Mm-hmm. It's very important. Um, we we want to be mentors. We want to be um, 
to help you along, but we also want to stress the value of education as well. Mm-hmm. So, so we're going to integrate it and give you that interactive experience, but we're going to keep talking to you about uh, getting your education. And really, that is the way um, out of poverty. Mm. What was your target audience or client base? Whoa. Wow. So our target, do we target? (laughs) I I guess in a way uh, we do. I think that we're not right for everybody. I'm not, Mm -hmm. we're not the, I'm not going out and saying there's this one size fit all because we have to um, take a look at each project independently. But uh, I would say that projects that, or companies I target companies who have a focus on community, uh, a focus on making their communities better, serving their communities. So we're we're community focused. Um, one of the great examples of that is the work that I do in partnership with the Minnesota State Fair. Mm-hmm. And we bring a celebration of culture and community. That's a partnership that we've had since 2016. And it's really about doing outreach in the community, you know, for a family of four to spend the day at the fair, you know, eating, enjoying the entertainment, it it gets pretty costly. Mm -hmm. So the fair has um, given me an opportunity to go out in the community with family four packs of tickets and tickets to the shows that costs more outside of the admission gate tickets. Mm So we've been doing that, um, in a big way since 2016. And I'm grateful because we do, we give out a lot of uh, tickets in, in uninvested communities. And I was one of those that you gave a ticket to. I'm very grateful. Thank you. All right. Happy, happy to do so. So in this journey, um, you said about 15, 20 years you've mm-hmm. been, you've been plotting on this. What are some of the challenges that you faced? Well, um, the challenges are many challenges, failures. Um, I would say that there are going to be failures along the way in everything that you do. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the challenges are normal challenges. I, I think it's it's normal. I, I don't think you should be afraid of challenge or afraid of failure. Right. I think you pick it up and you keep on going. Don't be afraid of no. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that's some of the things that I want to pass on to young people is don't fall apart when things don't go your way. Right. You pick it up. And sometimes it's for a reason and a, and a good reason, right? So just keep moving on. For me, I, I you, you know, you may perceive it as a challenge. You know what? It's, it's another opportunity. Okay, I'll mm-hmm. go back. I'll revise or revamp. And maybe I don't have to do that at all. Maybe that just wasn't the right opportunity for me. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that for me, um, going and getting my education and working really, really hard. I mean, this has not been easy work. It's hard work. Oh yeah. That to me has enabled me to accept any challenge or any failure humbly and gracefully. The right way. Right. 
and you don't harp on them. Um, a lot of people look at conflict and challenge and they just want to just, you know, battle it all the time. You mm -hmm. have to battle it intelligently. Mm -hmm. It's it's you have to use your intelligence and not so much. Sometimes it's not a fight. Sometimes it's best to walk away. Right. That's real. What roles and expertise are needed to run the studio effectively? <laughs> There's a lot um, that goes in um, on the back end. So you might come to an event and it, it will seem really smooth and seamless. And we sit down here and we make podcasts. Mm -hmm. You're sitting here in microphones, but there's a lot of technology and expertise that goes behind even the maintenance of the equipment, mm -hmm. even the networking. Um, we have a lot of technology that went into developing the studio that enables us to be efficient moving forward. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's it's the education side of it is do a great job beforehand with planning and development so that then it's efficient and you can glide forward, mm -hmm. right? And so that's a lesson that I also want to teach youth is take more time on that development and planning. Yeah. That's the critical piece. If you get that right, the rest of it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we got this right when we're sitting in here and we're doing a podcast or when I'm sitting with a client doing a podcast, it makes me feel good because we got this right. We got right. the technology right. Right. Yeah. That's that's awesome, really. I'm glad that you've been able to see it through from the beginning and now you're living in it. So just a, a final question. Um, do you have any or can you share with us some upcoming projects or do you have any like dream clientele or who, someone you would really love to see on a podcast or even performing in the studio? Mm. Well, we we do. We have a lot um, that we're planning. Uh, one of our big projects that we're working for is every year we produce a Juneteenth film. Mm -hmm. The Juneteenth films um, since 2017 will be the history of confronting slavery and lynching in America. But it brings us back to Minnesota. So we'll tell the story and then it will relate to. Um, for example, we told the story of slavery related to uh, Philando Castile and George Floyd, where it led up to this present day moment that we were in. Mm -hmm. Right. But it drew a direct connection to slavery. Right. Last year, we traveled to Galveston and told the story by speaking to the descendants of the enslaved people mm -hmm. from Galveston. Then bringing it to Minnesota and connecting it to Minnesota. This year, we went even further across the uh, the globe. We mm -hmm. went and traveled to Africa. So we're telling that story of slavery um, and how Minnesota, a free territory, actually had slaves here and how they got here. Wow. We all know the story of Dred Scott. Right. But we don't ask the question, well, how did Dred Scott get to Minnesota? He was a slave here at Fort Snelling. Right. We don't ask the deeper question that how did he get here? Mm -hmm. Right. 
So we're going to tell that story in this year's Juneteenth uh, film. The other projects that we have entertainment related, we're right in fair time right now. Okay. What's you that? You think Minnesota State Fair oh, is fair August. Time. Okay. Okay. Well, we're getting the acts ready for you on the stage. So that's over 800 acts that we um, put on those stages, five stages in the grandstand. So we're full into Minnesota State Fair, um, just getting everything organized and getting the acts signed on and everything that we do every year. We actually start right after the fair ends, but this is really our uh, big season right now. So you'll be hearing fair promotion soon. And then on the entertainment side is, um, which that is entertainment too, but bringing artists into the studio and recording. Mm -hmm. So we are networking with um, artist management all over the country. So when they come to town, we want this to be their home Mm -hmm. where they feel comfortable coming in and working. You know, how many studios in Minneapolis do you see with the uh, unfair child? If you look up the fair child, um, and in in our master control, we have equipment that's not available at any studio. Really? Wow. So this is going to be the place where artists are going to want to come and keep working while they're on the road. Right. While they're coming through. Okay. Yeah, that's next level. It's going to yeah. be the hub. That's right. That's next level. So is there anybody that you really want or that you could imagine being on on the podcast or, or recording in the studio here? I want all of the artists that come through, like uh, like on the grand opening day, um, spontaneously, we had a great conversation and a uh, music monument to Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis that mm-hmm. we recorded with Javita Steele and Thomasina Petrus and Kathleen Johnson. Mm-hmm. Well, Music Monuments is a feature. That's a program feature that we have on our Cosmo uh, Media Network. And... We want to do a lot more with of those with mm-hmm. artists, great artists, every artist that comes through town. We would love to to talk to them. The music monuments are designed. First of all, it's an innovation lab project, which is which is amazing. Right. Mm-hmm, yeah. So the music monuments um, are desi- are designed to pay tribute to the work that musicians make in society. They, they contribute so much. But they never get spotlighted. And I'm not talking about, you know, the star act that's on stage. I'm talking about the people that are behind the scenes that are making this happen. And so you have musicians that are pouring their soul into performing for the artists that never, ever get credit. We want to highlight them as well. So that's what Music Monuments are about. And in terms of it being an Innovation Lab project, I'm going to let the youth innovate music mm-hmm. monuments. Okay. We're okay. not going to lead it. We want the youth to lead it. They're going to tell us how they would innovate the industry or an aspect of the industry. Mm-hmm. That's what those uh, labs are about. That's going to be exciting. We'll throw in some problems with the industry and we're going to get let the youth come up with the solutions. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, I really appreciate your time. Um, Really, really great information that you've provided with us. And I'm really excited to see what the future of 
the studio holds and especially in 2024 i know you got a lot of big projects coming up so the grand opening the other day was really special i'm glad that we could be a part of it it was amazing very grateful to be a part of it just to see it was just mind-boggling well the same for me I, i'm grateful for you know the work that you joe and manny um i've seen you grow that is heartwarming to me mm -hmm. it's heartwarming that i could be on a trip to africa mm -hmm. joe coming with us and being part of our delegation and our media team um during this journey i've seen you grow out of that yeah and you're young you have a lot of years ahead of you definitely what's important about your journey is focus and also how you take all of these experiences mm -hmm. and knowledge that you've learned and watching what you do with it that's mm -hmm. that's where i am right now okay i'm excited to see where you take this right and the same thing for you manny young man and i know you're both a part of um ujama plates which i love very much and you know the one thing i also want to tell the audience is that ujama place is this brotherhood of men mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that all the men are connected to the criminal justice system it's a brotherhood right and these are two men they have no connection to the criminal justice system but they have still experienced the challenges of being a young black man. The same thing mm -hmm. doesn't matter if you're a doctor, a lawyer, judge, doesn't matter. You're going to experience the same thing right? because your skin color is black. Right. And a lot of people don't get that and don't understand. I've been in it with Ujama since 2016 and I see it mm -hmm. and I see young men that um, will come in that'll need the help. Sometimes it's a little bit of help. Sometimes it's a lot of help. They need a lot, mm -hmm. but it's still one brotherhood. Right. And that's Facts. the beauty of this program is that you can come together. You can work with coaches that look like you with, with teachers that look like you mm -hmm. that can help guide you. And so I just want to let you know how grateful I am that I've had this opportunity to watch the men of Ujama place grow. And as you experience, I know that uh, Joe, who has done so well in the program, um, you're about to become an alumni soon, right? You know it. And so, you know, what does it mean to be an alumni? Right. It means that you're still giving back to the ecosystem. Yeah. You're able to now. So it doesn't mean that you are going to go far away from the brotherhood. Right. You're still part of the brotherhood. Once a Ujama man, always a Ujama man. Mm -hmm. But now Joe can fly. Mm -hmm. Right. Joe has done everything that he needed to do at Ujama. And now it's time to fly. Yes. Yes, it is. The right way. It's a blessing. It, it truly is. is a it blessing. Really is. It is. And so I just want to just 
give my gratitude to both of you for um, really putting all the effort that you have into the program mm-hmm. to be able to be sitting here to say, I'm going to be an alumni soon. Right. <laughs> you know? right. So so it's a blessing. And Manny, I look forward to doing more. Manny is is this talented young man. I often say Manny's quiet, Manny, I, you know, sometimes I have to dig things out of Manny, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but he's super talented. He's a super talented into uh, camera production. And um, so sometimes I and this is a message for the community that may listen to this podcast. Sometimes the talent isn't on the surface. Mm. Sometimes it's the youth, he's staying in his his bedroom, but he's creating and he's working and his mind is going. You have to reach and touch them deeply. Mm -hmm. Not expect them to always bring it forth and tell you what they want. That's what our job is. Our job is to find the talent, dig deep. Right. They're out there. So that's what I look forward to doing here at OMG Studios. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. I think that's a beautiful way to wrap up with those kind and very powerful words. So I appreciate you guys. Uh, I'm Brother Ra. Brother Manny. And I'm Monique Linder, OMG Studios. Stay connected to us. And that wraps up our season four, episode four of A Black Man's Sketch. Peace. Later.